Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me yet again for the Creative Path podcast that you can find on SoundCloud and iTunes and subscribe and follow there. I am Rachel Horton White with Soulful Work Intuitive Consulting, www.soulfulworkconsulting.com. Today, I am thrilled to introduce an interview with a teacher, artist, performer, dancer who is named Aaron Curran. Aaron is a lifelong learner whose biggest thrill comes from inspiring people of all ages to connect on a deeper level with their bodies, their hearts, and with one another. Aaron finds outlets for her passion through Nia and Playback, among other endeavors, and we'll talk about what Nia is and what Playback um, improv, theater improv, is in a few seconds. When, on, when not on her bicycle, Erin can be found behind the wheel of her bejazzled winged Subaru she calls the Gypsy Crib. Erin lives in Westbrook with her husband, Bob, and you can learn more about Erin on her website, erincurren.com, E-R-I-N-C-U-R-R-E-N.com. This interview with Erin features some incredible words of wisdom that she shares about um, her work with a um, dance technique called Nia and awakening the gifts of the body um, and the life force within the body through Nia, stepping out of a comfort zone to find growth through this form of dance and generally her perspective on the importance of staying open to what life brings for our livelihood, our learning, and our highest potential on the planet. Fascinating. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Rachel. Thank you for talking with me today. I'm so happy that we met at Pechacucha, or Pechacucha, I always pronounce it different ways. PK. PK, yeah, yeah that's better. <laughs> and um, when I learned about what you do, I was really interested in learning more and and um, suggested interviewing you, and you thankfully agreed, so here we are. Um, well, thank you for inviting me, and I, I, I love talking about um, how I came to be doing the things that I'm currently doing, which I love so much, so it's yeah. a great opportunity for me. Yeah, you've really created a life of different you know, things that you're doing, and I'd love to hear about um, you know, how you how you how you did that you don't yeah. just have a job where you just show up and clock in and clock out and that's it but you you do some different things so can you talk about how you made this happen for yourself yes, <laughs> yes. and i have had the jobs where you clock in and clock out yeah and there have been times when i've gone back to those jobs yeah. after having more freedom and you know i think like anyone um you know every every stage of work kind of reveals something new mm -hmm. and um, so yeah so for me I um, I taught uh, I taught French um, in you know in elementary schools in a French immersion program mm -hmm. and then I decided to go back to graduate school and um, I wasn't convinced that I was you know cut out for uh, academia, but I knew that uh, I didn't really know what else to do and that I had been a good 
uh, undergrad student. Yeah. So I went back uh, for this degree and even halfway through I was like, this isn't for me, I should stop. And then I thought, well, I'm halfway done, I should finish. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I got my uh, doctorate in French and Romance philology. Wow. Um, uh, and, you know, still felt like I'm, I'm not sure that researching these kinds of topics and writing on these kinds of things is, is going to sustain my life force energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I knew that kind of from the beginning, but I kept huh. um, doing it and it was kind of by default. It was like, mm, I know I'm good at this, but this isn't quite right. And um, I was actually going to go to massage school right out of grad school because I had been so in my head. I was like, I need to be in my body. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got a call and I said, oh, no, I'll, I'll give this a try. And so I went up to teach at my alma mater um, and got a taste for it. And it was all right. I definitely enjoy the language teaching um, part of it. Um, and then, you know, I won't go year by year, but I just knew that like, in academia, there's this emphasis on teaching and being really good at teaching and researching and publishing. And you right. gotta kind of do both yes. in equal amounts, if not more, the research publishing side. Right. Um, and my heart wasn't in that. I just, I, I, I wanted to feel like I was having a more immediate uh, impact on people's lives than writing an article about something that I felt like was very esoteric. Or, mm -hmm. um, so I, um, what, what came about was I went back to the kind of like nine to five job, um, just trying to find my um, feet underneath me, searching. There's definitely that period of not knowing. I decided I was um, feeling um, creatively sort of um, just empty, and so I took an acting for beginners class mm -hmm. at. Um, and that introduced me, that kind of like ignited. I was like, oh, I kind of like acting and I like expressing myself in this way. It was a lot of improv games. It was with David LaGraff back in 2007 or eight. And that kind of turned me on to his theater company called Portland Playback Theater, yes. which I then um, got involved with in 2008. And so still working this kind of unsatisfying job, but doing this playback um, improv stuff. Um, and if you've never heard of playback, it's, um, audience members come up and tell a real-life story and we play it back using uh, a form that either can be uh, song or movement or both. Um, some of the forms are very, um, you know, open, like you're sort of enacting a metaphor that you come up with. Some of them are very scripted in terms of movement and they're each different. They have great names like narrative V and fluid sculpture and fluid duet. And in the audience, you're just kind of like, oh, what's that going to yeah. be like? <laughs> I think I've seen one years ago. I need to go again. Yeah. It sounds really cool. We perform on first Fridays um, okay. at CTN 5 right. in downtown Portland. So, Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember walking by recently. I'm like, what are they doing what are they in there? Doing there? Yeah, okay. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, so um, that began to feed me, like creatively, doing that improv playback theater. And then, um, you know, I get a call, uh, oh, I wanted, to, I wanted to move more, I wanted to dance more. I always loved dancing, but I would sort of do it in a club or a bar, and I was like, can I dance, like, at other times? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked up and I, I found this um, class I'd never heard of, spelled N-I-A, and I was like, what is that? It sort of talked about the martial arts, and I was intrigued. So I went to my first class, and I, I fell in love with it, and um, did that for 
took the class for a year before becoming trained to teach the class mm -hmm. called Nia. Wow, that's fast. Yeah. A I, year and then I, you got And then I was like, I got to do this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I sort of always, um, I have a lot of teaching experience, like from my French yes. language classroom experience to um, when I'm before grad school teaching in the elementary school and mm. teaching adults after in the evening. So it was kind of a natural thing. <laughs> I think I'm just like, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, teacher. So, um, so I started teaching that in 2009 and then that's been a process of growth and um, development and exploration that I've just loved. Mm. I, um, I'd love to talk more about Nia. Yeah. And well, tell me more about yeah. it. What, what, can you tell me what it is? And yeah. Yeah. What is it? I so, know a little, a little bit, but very little. <laughs> Nia is, um, it's a movement class that draws um, power and precision from the martial arts, huh. expressiveness uh, of dance, and the awareness and alignment of the healing arts. Mm -hmm. So there are these three art, movement art influences. And the class experience follows a seven cycle format where mm. you step in and you really become body centered and move through, um, you know, getting moving and warming up and getting moving. And then there's a period called floor play where we're actually on the floor conditioning the body through weight resistance. And, mm. and then there's cool down and stepping out. And it's just a beautiful, way to connect to the body's way like sustainable movement how is the body designed to move mm -hmm. and also connect to your body's way how is my body designed to move because mm -hmm. my body isn't going to be the same as the teacher's body or my classmate's body so it's really about building the relationship with the body and then tapping the emotions um, the imagination, the mind, and the spirit. So there's these kind of mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual realms that are all a part of the experience. And it's a phenomenally transformative practice. Um, people, students of mine over the years have come to me with testimonials about how it's changed them, yeah. that I could never, um, you know, think up like just healing traumas of the past, mm -hmm. um, just the acceptance and freedom that comes with it. I wonder, and you say trauma, it, I'm wondering, if it, are you, um, physical trauma sometimes? Sometimes. Like connected to the body? Yeah. Which sometimes people are so separated from yeah. what happens to their body that they almost like detach. Yeah. 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 So because of this like relationship building that happens yeah. through the course of class, there's um, greater acceptance mm -hmm. and there's just openness mm -hmm. to receiving yeah. like what we call the voices of the body, like what's your body telling you mm -hmm. in this moment? Um, and it's really an adaptable practice for, you know, really fit, highly athletic people, mm -hmm. sometimes can be um, overly emphasizing the, the strengthening 
you know, uh, end of exercise and physical fitness. And um, Nia can be great for balancing and bringing in more of the restorative, healing, listening yeah. side like the of yin, that. The, the yin, yin side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And for people who haven't gotten off the couch or just don't move, aren't dancers or movers or exercisers, would never say that they did that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to begin um, to build that mm -hmm. uh, relationship with the body mm -hmm. and to awaken new areas through movement, through guided movement, also through um, through periods in the class called free dance, mm -hmm. where it's still guided, um, mm -hmm. yet you have the whole anything we say anything goes movement wise in mm -hmm. those in those sections of class. You're really there to be what we call a sensation scientist, like get curious about like what's happening in my body, what am I sensing in my feet, mm -hmm. in my spine. Mm -hmm. And then we come back to the form of guided movement, the choreography that gets your nervous system mm -hmm. challenged in good ways. I'm laughing because it sounds mildly terrifying yeah. to me, <laughs> which is why I should go, Right. because I know that it would be good for me to push myself out of my comfort zone. And having been an athlete, um, in my pat, when I was in high school, uh, I was very much like you said, a strength-based person, and yeah. so I know you offered very generously for, for me to go to a class, and I I'm going to I need to make myself do it because I think <laughs> it would be good for me anyway. But I'm just thinking yeah. for people that are hearing you talk right now and are thinking, oh, that sounds cool, but also sounds terrifying, right. you know, because a lot of people like dancing, right? The word dance brings up a lot of fears totally and like self-expression and I was listening when you were talking about um, and I was thinking is it guided or is it free when you said right. free dance that's what freaked me out right because right. I'm like oh my you gosh. are not alone like yeah. I have to do like right. I have to just come up with my own movements and so right. for me it's like you know it's it's doesn't it's not just about that fear it's that that fear is connected to other things too right. you know public speaking or singing that for me those are you know singing like that yeah, is another one right. that um i feel like we all have and so going through for me i'm just relating this to my own self but yeah. for me thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna just try this class i'm gonna go to it uh is so important because it's pushing myself out of my comfort zone and right. but can you talk about that i mean how Absolutely. you hear that from people and yeah. how do they get over that initial fear of even just going to right. it right life happens outside of <laughs> comfort zone right as the saying goes Absolutely. and um yeah i i always applaud people when they step into class for the first time because as adults especially um, I think so many of us have gotten the message that if we can't do it perfectly, we shouldn't try. Yes, we shouldn't even yes. be there. We shouldn't yes. show our face. We shouldn't. Yes. And so I, I recognize and applaud the courage people uh, like who just show up to something new mm -hmm. as adults mm -hmm. are doing. I mean, we thrust kids into all kinds of new situations all the time right. and just Whether they want to or not. Right. <laughs> um, and so absolutely, that fear, I mean, that can be such a powerful when we can stay present with it. Like and ride that wave, <laughs> you know, um, that can be such a powerful experience mm -hmm. because we realize coming out, it's like, oh, that was not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, that was not nearly as bad as I built it up to be in mm -hmm. my head. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, the more experiences I have of stepping through that mm -hmm. fear and kind of bringing it with me, like my, like my sort of friend who mm -hmm. is kind of clingy and I don't want yep. necessarily always around with us. Like, yep. 
no, yep. come on. So yep. I was like, okay, it's fear, we're doing this together. That's um, it. The, the more that fear, the voice, the time and the energy that I allow that fear to have just gets less and less mm -hmm. and it doesn't keep me from doing things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and it can be like a, like a red flag, like, oh, that I got to do this now because I'm having fear about right. it. Well, that's know? what I said yeah. to myself this morning, which full disclosure, I was going to go and I didn't. And I had, I mean, I had, I feel like I have a lot excuses, of reasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I also think I, I know that probably part of me could have just done it and I probably did it because I'm slightly terrified of free dance. And so, you know, that, what does that do? So I'm just giving myself an yeah. example because I'm yeah. thinking, you know, I, I uh, and I do this with people, we talk about fear all the time. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I am immune to it either. No. So, None you know, of us are. I, right. Yeah. But it's, so, it's, like, it's just so interesting to me that I went through this exact process <laughs> this morning <laughs> in my head. And, you know, and I think I knew when you first invited me, and I, when you first invited me, I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then I was like, no, Rachel, you are afraid of it, so you need to do it. Right. It's good, it will be good for you right. to do it. It will be important for you to do it. And of course, then, you know, I didn't. <laughs> but I think you know, I'm going to commit to doing. It. I am going to commit to doing it. And but so it's but it's like not. It's hard to do that. It's just yeah. hard, probably, for anybody just to like walk through that door when they've never done it, right? And, and why it is, is it so important? Why is it important that they do it anyway? You know, well, is it just a class, or is it more right, than that? Right. <laughs> it's it's. I've had so many students who have like become neophiles and just neophytes or whatever you'd say. Like just love, love it. Now. Yeah say, you know, um, you, Erin, made me feel comfortable. Mm. Like, you really, your energy and positivity. And so I'm saying that not to, like, brag, but I think yeah. this, the tone and the space that a teacher can hold for, for people who are in fear or who are just, like, unsure mm -hmm. can just change the whole thing and shift it and know that you don't have to be alone with that, that, like, I'm there to support you, you know, and, like, yeah. welcome you with open arms yes. and that everyone else in the class knows exactly what it's like to be there for the yes. first time, you yeah. know, and knows exactly what it's like to be terrified of free dance. And, yeah. and, and the good thing is you are never, um, like... <laughs> like judged in class yeah. no one is looking at you no one is you know what I mean it's like people are in their their space we come together and we connect through community mm -hmm. it is such a loving and like healing and empowering and mm -hmm. fun and feisty mm -hmm. and sassy like class mm -hmm. that you just mm -hmm. it, it, it's like stepping in it falls away um mm -hmm. and maybe things get stirred up for you that are like, oh, terrifying. I've had people tell me that too. Like after my first class, I was like, whoa, I don't know if this is for me. Because when you did that thing with like the growl and the punch and I was like, or the claw hands and I, and I was like, whoa, and I was not ready for that. And I don't, you know, I was uncomfortable with that, but I kept coming back. And what I realized is it's opening up a part of me that I was completely closed off to, yes. that I was even like, that was asleep or repressed or whatever words you want to say, like I was not aware that that was in me. Mm -hmm. And coming back to your original question was like, when we're looking for what kind of work will sustain us and like feed us and nourish us, it's through experiences like Nia, and I think they're not that many, that's why I'm such a proponent of Nia, mm -hmm. that we awaken passion, we awaken sensation, we awaken awareness in us that 
has always been there. That's just an inherent part of us that we somewhere along the way closed, shut down. It was either too risky or it wasn't serving us at, at that time. And to reawaken that is to awaken inner guidance. It's yes. to awaken intuition. It's to awaken the soul, you know, and to connect with our life force and like our higher purpose. Whether or not that becomes clear, you know, after the first class, or if it's like, whoa, all I know right now is that that was uncomfortable mm -hmm. and I have like emotion right now. But maybe uncomfortable in a good way. Right. Like I feel that energy. I'm growing. Like yes. I'm growing. Like growing pains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's not, I mean, we call the life force in, 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 in Nia the joy of mm -hmm. movement. We call it joy, but it's prana, chi, yeah. life force. It's a joy. It's not always, it's not joyful necessarily. It's not mm -hmm. ah, always smiling and. Mm -hmm. It's a joy that's the joy of life, like being alive, the joy you see in nature, like the life force that animates us. It's connecting with that mm -hmm. so that we can use that to guide us mm -hmm. in our choices. Mm -hmm. What feels good? We always have a choice. And um, Nia is really big on pleasure, not, not pain. It's not about mm -hmm. suffering through your workout or suffering through um, your exercise regimen. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's about feeling good and looking good mm -hmm. and waking up. Yeah, you know, it's so beautiful. It's, you know, I think with what I, my work that I do with people is so much about the thoughts and the emotions and so much internal, but what you're talking about is integrating the two, like the, the mind, the soul and the body. And I, think that's so important because we have a body that work uh, contains our soul and our emotions and our mind and all these things the light but I think sometimes myself included we tend to folk I tend to focus a lot on that which is good in a sense but but we have a body too and it can do and it, it, it almost you know just Literally, this is occurring to me as I'm talking to you. It almost it allows it to come out more, express itself more, which is what you're yeah. saying. It's almost like a... Um, and I, I wonder, some people may resonate with dance. Some people may resonate with acting or similar right. concept. Or some right. people do yoga. Right. But it's a similar concept in some it ways, is. right? It is, absolutely. I think, you know, some people... Um, through running or running. bicycling, right. um, exercise, yeah. you know, moving the body, they connect with that that intrinsic life force, that feeling of their pulse, their their life force, mm -hmm. and what's unique to them. Mm -hmm. What I feel like Nia brings to the to the table is the expressiveness. We use the voice, so it's like you suddenly you're hearing yourself mm -hmm. with a punch or a block kick saying things like mm -hmm. oh ha he mm -hmm. you know and they're like what like and there's a kind of a confidence that gets awakened and um yeah there's there's just so much to it but the improv um mm -hmm. piece is like stepping into the unknown yeah um right. time and time again and i think every teacher can relate um to that i mean you enter a room of students um, and a lot of times, if you're kind of in the flow state teaching, you're the one who's learning. I mean, you know, you're presenting adapting the material, but, but it's right. like you're always receiving and learning yes. and adapting, and, and they're teaching you, actually, what, um, 
um, as you as you go. And so um, for me, I think it's all it all kind of feels like one um, one job. Like I show up and I'm improvising or expressing or guiding or teaching and whether I'm teaching French um, which I still do right one course you know per one semester course. so it's like way dialed down but it's like nice to have that stability yep I think so many people in Maine have that kind of patchwork yes quilt fabric you know yes. career yes and for me that's certainly where I'm finding balance so I'm still sort of uh, a toe in academia you know because I, I do love mm -hmm. um, teaching language I mean language arts it's just so much fun the yeah. communication and the the newness especially when you're beginning a language which mm -hmm. is where I focus um, and then the improv again everything is new it's like being in beginner's mind all the time and then the body what's my body today yeah. what um, like we can have ideas of who we are in our bodies like I'm an athlete I'm a couch potato I'm a right. I'm a yogi I'm a runner I'm mm -hmm. a but it's like what what's my body telling me today right now in this moment mm -hmm. maybe it's to keep my mov movements really small even though I'm always going for it and I'm such a you know like star athlete maybe actually what's going to be healing for me in this moment is to keep it small and and then yeah get bigger and then keep it small you know like cycle through it listen mm -hmm. for and, once yeah. <laughs> and give it it's like give ourselves permission to yeah. do what feels right in that moment even if it's maybe different than what somebody else is doing exactly right? and that's the thing about me class you look around and like everyone's doing something a little different yeah it's so unlike a traditional dance class in that respect I mean a lot of the places I teach there are no mirrors for one thing mm -hmm. And um, it's not about doing things exactly like the teacher and staying, you know, on the count. It's about, yes, there's the guided movement, but it's about connecting with your natural timing. Like maybe you're doing this a little slower or maybe you're doing it faster or, yeah. you know, and there's opportunities for that, yeah. so. I think, I'm just thinking back what you were saying about the patchwork of um, piecing different careers together. And I think that's really, refreshing to hear uh, for me and probably for other people too because I think you know we're not just this one-dimensional person that just does one thing all the time I think um, you know maybe I think sometimes we think well maybe you know maybe I should be doing one thing all the time like if I you know I should just be doing art all the time but is but maybe you know we think well that's not financially realistic right. but maybe it's not who it's, it's that we're we're multifaceted, complicated you know complicated beings with a variety of interests. So yeah. maybe it's not even suited to our best and highest interests to just do one thing. And I think that's actually really um, it's really nice to hear that because I think that is freeing for people. Like yeah. it's okay if I do this job and this job and that too, and yeah. and because that fulfills me in different ways of yeah. who I am. Yeah, like it sounds like it is for you. Yeah, definitely. And that 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 couldn't have come. Um, pre-packaged. There was no way that I was going right. to arrive at a point in my life and say, okay, I want 30% French, 30% improv, 40% Nia, you know, I mean, it's like, it, it had to uh, grow 
like a plant. I mean, I couldn't just order it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I had to grow with it to see yeah. like, well, how much am I liking this? Do I want to make space for more of this? Mm -hmm. You know, if I say yes to that, that would, that will push out this thing that I love so much. Mm -hmm. So what, what am I willing to, mm -hmm. you know, sacrifice to say yes to something that really is feeding me right now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, is there a way to, um, you know, dial back one that's, you know, really feels like drudgery yeah. or, you know, my mom always said something to me that, um, that I've taken with, in terms of like job searching and like, it's, it's not about like finding the perfect job, you know, cause that <laughs> maybe it exists and maybe you're lucky and you find it early on and you just feel totally satisfied with what you're doing. But for her, it was about like, what are the things I love about this job? And what are the things I really can't stand? And so like the next job, just like getting more of the things I love <laughs> yes. and just a few less of those things. Right. And maybe I'll discover there are other things that I don't like. Right. Um, but at least I will be learning something yes. about the next job. And you know, I mean, I remember being um, a credit counselor and having a headset and working in a cubicle for my like 7.30 to 3.30 or whatever and having a half hour lunch and clocking in and just being like having to read the script and, you know, that was like nothing of my expressiveness was, was in that job. It was like reading a script, answering the phone, guiding people yeah. through their bankruptcy. And it was like, not, you know, yeah. but it's like, but you know, I served a purpose for you. I had, I, like, I went yeah. through that and now I know like that's, that's a job that's out there that I'm like thankful that I'm not having to yeah, do. Like I suited for you. <laughs> I needed more expressiveness mm -hmm. and, and, um, creativity and, and, um, you know, choice and, and um, authorship in my job. And some people, that's the perfect job right. for them to like not have to think about what they're doing, yeah. you know, and, and to be like, to like ease and relax into the script and, and, and enjoy the new voices and the new encounters and new conversations. I mean, there was part of that that was really stimulating and fun. Mm -hmm. And some people, that's the perfect job. You know, it's just like we're each different. Yeah. And what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for you. And I yeah. think it's so interesting that we have all these, you know, advice columns essentially out there, like in the form of blogs and with people telling you like, you know, do this and this will be your path. And it's like, well, like, how do you know what my path you, is? Yeah. <laughs> like only you know your right. path, right? Only you yeah. know your, yeah. you know. I think I, I appreciate that so much. The, every interview I do with people, I learn and I, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. But yeah. anyway, I'm, it's just it's such a gift. But one something that I was thinking of, of course, I'm totally deviating from, from <laughs> what I told you we were going to talk about the questions. But, um, you know, I, one thing I was thinking of when you were saying is that, you know, the process of, um, you know, growing as a person or allowing your inner self to unfold is nothing that your brain can figure out and set out in like a plan or, and even with envisioning, and I talk to people a lot about visualization and I'm thinking about that a little bit differently now because I think there's only so much that we can visualize. I think, you know, maybe we can visualize a general picture of like, I, I know I want my life to kind of be doing different things. 
but you maybe not know you don't know what it is going to be necessarily right. and until you just explore like you happen to go to a class right. you know and maybe you just you never would have said oh i'm i'm going to visualize being a nia teaching nia because you didn't know and i so didn't know it existed you had to go yeah. through the process yeah so i i've been noticing that recently i've been i've been i'm feeling that it's so much more about the process and then the outcome, and I think it's really hard for people to just be with that. It's like being in the present moment of the process. Right. And allowing things to naturally unfold. It's, it's beautiful how you said it, and I think it's just, it's also really hard to do, right? Right, because it means walking, <laughs> it means, it means li living in courage and walking through our fears, like every day, like every yes. moment. Yes. <laughs> and, and that, if it were easy, we would all be living these outrageously courageous and engaged mm -hmm. lives and the truth mm -hmm. is so often in our culture we turn to escape yeah. you know whether it's Netflix or you know a bottle of wine or um, you know just ways that we tune out to avoid the dissatisfaction we're feeling yeah. and to not feel the fear or the yeah the dissatisfaction yes. and sometimes it's okay to feel bad i mean i think you know we tend to want to avoid the bad things because we don't like nobody likes feeling bad but it's like sometimes it's important to dive into those and really explore them and then get out right <laughs> not live there forever right. but but i think because we don't like it sometimes we just push them away and push them down and then but they never they won't go away that way right They'll keep coming back right. in weird ways I mean, you, I mean, you clearly have such an insightful and just beautiful perspective that um, it's just it's so amazing. And I, I love hearing about it. <laughs> I could probably talk to you the next three hours. Well, I, I, I thank you for, for that. And I, I think so, like for many, many years, I lived disconnected and I, I mm -hmm. stuffed things down. Mm -hmm. So I come from a place today that um, that is like, acutely aware of mm -hmm. that option yeah. um, and it, it brings emotion up for me every time I think about it because I lived that way for a long time yeah. and um, sometimes it's like these hard-fought you know periods in life like mm -hmm. very dark uh, you know dealt with depression and and I I'm not the kind of person who you would meet today who would think that I was depressed or was dealing with addiction of sorts and but you know, it's because coming through that, like, allows me to be who I am today. And so today, I'm grateful for that experience. But at the time, I was so shut off from my body, from my emotions, from my creativity. You know, and I mean, things seeped out. Like, <laughs> things would, you know, and I did things. I'm not saying it was like a lost, you know, decade or more. But it was like, it was really not living connected. And um, to have that today and to still be alive to enjoy it is like, I just want everyone to wake up, you yes. know? Yes. <laughs> and I know you feel that because you've been through the same thing in work, like just feeling the squeeze, the squeeze, yeah. the squeeze until it becomes intolerable. Yeah. And so, that, so now right. you're like helping people. Yeah. Wake and I'm up. still doing the work myself, though, you know, like as a new I entrepreneur. Always. It's like, I'm like, what was I? Who was I kidding that I thought everything was going to be like, 
perfect. Yeah. You know, that's that's not real. I I have to still do my own work as we all do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like I just learned so much from you and this, you know, we I believe I talk to people for reasons. Yeah. Not only for other people listening, but for myself. And so thank you yeah. for that. <laughs> oh, it's my I I learn everything. All the time, it's like revealed as we go, right? Absolutely. So it's just this unfolding yes. miracle of life, and I'm, I'm so blessed to be alive. And yeah. To have, to have crossed paths with you. Oh, and well, likewise. And I, um, yeah, any my last words that you'd want to um, leave us with, or any, you know, if you were to, I always ask people this, suggest that somebody start with something that's listening to this that might be inspired by what you're saying. Yeah. Anything that... You know, what's it? I'll probably go to a Nia class, right? Check it out. <laughs> Maybe bring a friend. I'm thinking if I went with a friend, I would not feel as scared, you know? Yeah, it's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's a great idea. And if you bring a friend, you both dance for half price, which is an additional oh, incentive. That's cool. So, new to Nia, Nia people, people who are stepping into their first class, um, get a bargain. Um, and you can go to my website to find my schedule, which yes. is my name, ErinCurran.com. Yes. It's, um, spelled with an E-N. C-U-R-R-E-N. Yeah, C-U-R-R-E-N. And, um, you know, if there's one thing that you can do, um, I, it's really, and I've heard you say it already, it's like knowing <laughs> that there's so much that we don't know yeah. and can't even know mm -hmm. and um, like relaxing into that and becoming that much more open to discovering because I think when we say I know we shut something off and we close a door and this is something that I'm always working with. Um, so I'm not coming and saying this as like, I do this all the time, but mm -hmm. <laughs> when I say I know, I've got this. Mm -hmm. It's like, really? What, what, am, what am I now like not seeing? Because I'm so certain that I know. And what you said about the visualization thing, I think is critical. And we have this gift of the body that is, a, it's a privilege, it's a responsibility, it has its own intelligence. Mm -hmm. And to tap into that as a part of our whole being, our presencing on the planet, mm -hmm. I think is critical for really living to our highest potential. Yeah. Um, so I would just encourage people to, yeah, listen. Mm -hmm. Listen to the body with new ears and see with, with ever new eyes. Mm. And um, stay open. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Stay open. It's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Erin. I thank appreciate you, your words. And I'm going to share them far and wide. Great. <laughs>